this bumbleberry. I don't really like it. But what am I gonna be sober? <laughs> there's two kinds of night people. There's there's Reed and then there's me. I just had like a double cup of coffee. <laughs> At nine? Yeah. My God. Well, it doesn't really keep me up, so I guess I can see why. Uh, it didn't used to, but it, it does now. I'll, I'd be tossing and turning all night long. Beep, 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 beep. All right, well, let's get into it and just fucking see where it goes. Welcome to the Nerdoplexy Movie Review Show mini-episode. This is where we break down our breakdowns of the movie we just watched, answer your pressing questions, and let you know what to check out for next time. My name is Reed, and with me today we have... Sam. And Dave. So let's dive in. All right, if you're watching uh, along with us, the last flick you saw was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, not... There's no subtitle on that one as much as you might want to call it Turtles in Time because it is a Turtles movie and they do travel in time. But that's that's that uh, that SNES game. Oh, that definitely like snuck into my brain because I definitely thought the movie was called Turtles in Time. That's a mistake I've made for years, but no, that is the vid game. It's a, uh, a sequel to the arcade classic. Who was your go-to in the arcade? I always like a Donatello because, uh, especially in the game, I think the, the bow staff's got a longer reach. Uh, that or a Leonardo is pretty good. I always want Leo because I thought the swords would hurt more, but I don't think they did. Yeah, I think they're all pretty much equivalent. Ugh. It's a deep vein. Yeah, man. I did good that time. I love a beat em up and one of my goals is I do want to make a arcade machine that has like all of them on there, like every everything. That MAME or whatever. Yeah, there's a couple of different emulators and stuff, but you basically just need a little Raspberry Pi and a big old hard drive. Because there's there's a bunch. You've got the, the, the Turtles one, very good. The Simpsons one. Easily my favorite arcade game. Oh, classic. Uh, it's a lot of people's arcade game because it's it's probably one of the top five they is. But one of my favorites, the uh, X-Men one. Ooh, that was a fun one. Had had a great like soundboard in it. It sounded really nice. The visuals were good. If some of the depending on which model you were, there might have been three separate screens because mm-hmm. to, to, to fit all the characters on there. And I don't know if you guys know about this one, but the, uh, for our Pittsburgh audience, this there was one of these in a hills uh, for a, quite a long time that I used to frequent. Uh, and it was a it's a Captain America and it's got it, it's like Captain America. It's Hawkeye. It's like an Avengers one. I've never played that one. Yeah, it's got like Black Canary. Oh, that's awesome. What a, what a Some weird deep side cuts character. in there. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a good one, and I uh, it's got it's got some wild characters. I want I do want to give a quick check and see 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 who the the full cast of characters is on that one. Now I want a soft pretzel though. You brought up hills. I feel like I could smell them. And icy. Do they yeah. have icy? Get a, yeah, you get a cherry icy. We'll be rocking and rolling. Some weirdly like early nineties Pittsburgh narrow casting. Well, 
Um, it's Captain America in the Avengers is what it's called. I was just on the, the R Pittsburgh Reddit and someone is making a, uh, they have a diorama with a, an, uh, it's got hills in it. Oh, that's exciting. There's a hills storefront. They just put an arcade machine in a, uh, a little, uh, icy machine in there. Um, it's not. Okay. So it's Captain America, Iron Man, Hawkeye, and Vision. That's the crew. It's a good crew. Hell yeah. That is a really good crew, and, and nobody really knew Vision other than some some pretty mega nerds back then. Anyway, uh, Vision wasn't. Well, this is right around the time when Vision, because this is Vision's an Avenger here. This is right around the time that he and Scarlet Witch are getting married, and everybody's like, "Is that okay? Should is <laughs> should should the mutant and like the robot man get married? Are we gonna worry about this? And everyone said, "No, no, no. What's the worst that could happen?" And we're gonna find out soon. We're gonna find out soon in the MCU now. Yes, we will. So I think we pretty thoroughly covered pretty much everything we had to say with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Agreed. Three. I don't think there's any ground I need to go back and uh, check in on. But there is something um, that I had meant to say, and we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, but it's from the Matrix episode. There is a a, car- a cast uh, a cast member there that we didn't. I don't believe we didn't talk about in full, especially to the magnitude that there is. But uh, Tiffany, a.k.a. Trinity in the movie, is married to a man who we did talk about him being named Chad. Handsome Chad. But what we didn't really get into is who Handsome Chad was because we didn't know at the time. But Handsome Chad. I should pull up his name so we can know that for sure. Handsome Chad. I'm just going to type Handsome Chad Matrix and then I'm sure we'll get where we need to be. Chad Stahelski. Yes, Chad Stahelski plays Trinity's husband, Handsome Chad, but his name is also Chad, which is pretty good. It is exciting. <laughs> That's a pretty good uh, level one, but what's even more exciting than when you dive another level deeper, Chad Stahelski, uh, before being Handsome Chad at this movie, was in fact Keanu Reeves' stunt double and also the... Uh, stunt coordinator and uh, director of the John Wick films. Jeez. So that is pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> that is pretty cool. Now I wonder, do is it a backwards thing? I wonder if Chad uh, had this John Wick story and thought, I bet you I could get Keanu to do this, or if it was somewhere around there. But um, yeah, very cool little bit of trivia. You know how we love an IMD trivia page. We got to pass that info on to you. <laughs> We'd pass on those savings to you. You you can't be expected (laughs) to read this stuff. That's very true. We're condensing down all of the good, good bits. Now, this is something. This is something. I don't know. We should actually maybe just roll right into this and maybe I'll edit this part out. But Chad Stahelski is also being slated. Well, he's been announced that he would be directing a film adaptation of the comic book, Kill or Be Killed. That is exciting. Right. And why is it exciting? I can officially say it's a great comic book because a listener mail that Sam got suggested that we do a trade of the month. And this month we're doing Brubaker's Kill or Be Killed. Right. I think we wanted to do sort of a... Like a like a writer, comic writer spotlight, and I think we'll do it where we do the first 
mini of the month, we'll talk about that writer. In the second mini of the month, we'll pick a trade to read. And as they've said, the one we picked for this month will be Killer Be Killed by Ed Brubaker. Special uh, thank you uh, to Jake, Jake M. Not to be confused with uh, uh, Jake, uh, my brother uh, from the Cool World podcast. But hope you know who knows. Maybe we'll get uh, we'll be a double Jake podcast at some point. <laughs> and as they say, as they say, that's what everyone aspires to be. It's a Jake off. Well, <laughs> yeah, they it, it's kind of like YouTube where they send you the 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 platinum play button once you've reached double Jake status. Mm-hmm. Um, Spotify does reach out and they send you a little it's like a little trophy. Well, that's nice. You know, a little statuette. It's not, it's nice. But it's a big moment and hopefully we can make that happen. Uh, thank you, uh, Jake, for your suggestion that we should uh, cover comics on this comic movie podcast. Uh, we we had. <laughs> I, I won't say that it's not that it's something that hadn't uh, occurred to us before, but we weren't sure that there would be, you know, demand for that sort of thing. Um, and you wrote in and we are going to state that demand. So if there is something you'd like to hear us discuss or maybe another a, a segment of some sort like that, please reach out. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at NerdaplexyPod or over at NerdaPlexy at gmail.com and we'll we'll do that thing. Jake, uh asked and uh, we've answered all right so the basic idea the the premise we're working with here so we we normally do about two minis a month and like sam had said this will be the episode where we tell you uh what trade that we'll be reviewing on the next mini episode so that gives us all a chance to uh go out there and uh, grab this one give it a read and in two weeks time we'll be discussing it uh now this uh trade if you are signed up with your local library, and if you aren't yet, please go do that. Uh, help out their numbers, and it's free for you, and you get cool advantages like access to the Hoopla app, where you can download the entire first volume of Killer Be Killed uh, free of charge. Can't beat it. It's perfect. I really like it uh, on my phone or on uh, a tablet, too, going through. They have kind of a guided mode where you double-click and you can just swipe it on take you panel to panel and highlight. the. It'll zoom in for you and get the text. Sometimes it's uh, really good and sometimes it's better to zoom on your own, but it's a neat feature, especially for being absolutely free. I, I love that feature, except on the full pages when it zooms in after you've already read the text. It then zooms in closer on the same text that you just read. But uh, I, I still think it's a cool feature. <laughs> yes, it, it is. It is indeed. Uh, so, yeah, Kill or Be Killed by Ed Brubaker will be what we'll be checking out on the next mini episode. Have you guys read any other Brubaker comics? Yeah. I mean, Brubaker's he's pretty much uh, a standard now. Um, I think we might have talked before, especially on the Captain America app, where we suggested you check out uh, the Winter Soldier arc of Captain America. I, I've yet to do that. I'll probably do it before the next mini also. This this is this is this is this is he right. I read that. I've I've read the Winter Soldier and I've also read Criminal, uh, which is a nice like crime comic anthology series. So each one's a different story. Does he use the same artist 
for those. So I really like the art style, but I don't want to get too deep into that. Sean Phillips does the art. In his image run, he works a lot with the same guy because uh, he's he's done a, a span of, of things with image comics that and Criminal and Kill or Be Killed are both part of those. And I believe those are both with Sean Phillips. So I think most of his um, image work is with Sean Phillips, if I'm not mistaken. I think a lot of his like independent stuff is so like i'm looking at the wikipedia and criminal is sean phillips fatale and the fade out is another like really popular trade that he did or series he did yeah he's got a couple new ones coming out too um also under under image comics and they're all kind of of a same a similar style but he's he's worked for all the big he's worked for all the big names he's worked for marvel um dc vertigo he did um both vertigo visions in 95 a little one shot called prez uh, the first teen president, which which is a little a lot of fun if you've never checked that one out. Um, I I read it a interesting little bit um, when I was looking into his early life, and apparently he was a he was a navy brat, and he grew up in Guantanamo Bay. Um, and one of the things he liked to do as a kid was he was really into Captain America because Captain America was an army guy. He was a navy kid, so it was kind of working in the same worlds and. Apparently, at some point, he found out he he had always assumed that uh, Bucky's death was some big, tragic, uh, you know, huge grand story arc. And then eventually he found out that they just kill him like offhandedly in one page. (laughs) And he was really it was like devastated as a kid because, you know, he loved Bucky and he loved Captain America and all that stuff. So he was he was devastated. And then I guess he got his chip on his shoulder. I wanted to uh, write that particular wrong. I think he did a great job of it. I love the movie. I'm now going to have to read the trade. It's pretty close. There's there's some different, more uh, rooted in lore-based things, but I'm sure I'll be able to follow it. I think you'd be able to follow it. Like I said, he's been all over. He won some awards, did some good uh, Catwoman arcs, DC. And he's showrunner of a couple of series. I think he's like one of the showrunners for some uh, Batman, the Cape Crusader, perhaps. Is that a thing? Maybe. I don't know. I read it, but I don't know anything about it. I've decided not to try to Google Foo against Sam. He's pretty quick at it. Oh, he was on. He he read a little bit for Westworld, which is fun. I never got into Westworld. I don't know why. Uh, uh, well, the first season's really good. Um, I I couldn't get into the second season even remotely, but I like that first one. Brubaker is an executive producer on Batman: Cape Crusader, which doesn't come out until 2023. Oh, okay, maybe that's what I saw that he was working on something. I'm excited for new Batman. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, head writer too, and executive producer on Cape Crusader. It, it's. I mean, I don't know. I don't really. But a new Batman story isn't something I'm just super clambering for. But I mean, I'll watch it. So you get Kevin Conroy. That's true. Well, it could. Now that I would watch. Well, Batman. I've liked every Batman cartoon. He'd probably make a pretty uh, a good old man, uh, Bruce Wayne. I think he could pull that off. Yeah, he does that in um, Batman Beyond. I mean, like a live action. Oh, he's, I a, see. he's of an age now. Yeah, I think this is an animated series, though. Yeah, I, I feel like there'd be more there'd be more buzz about it if there's a live action one coming out. There is a live action one coming out <laughs> with uh, Robert Pattinson, right? Uh, movie, yeah, yeah, but it's a movie. Oh, you oh you meant series? I'm I'm a fool. We won't dispute it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, have you guys started Peacemaker at least? I watched the first 20 minutes of the first episode. I was really enjoying the intro dance number. 
<laughs> yeah, I've watched the intro dance number, but I haven't been able to uh, sit down fully yet. I actually didn't know it was out, and then I saw a bunch of videos talking about it, and I thought, oh, I saw some Eagly memes, so I'm excited to get there. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I-, I won't get too spoilery, but Eagly is is wonderful. That's his pet eagle. Everybody in it is funny, though. It's a great character. He- Peacemaker in the Suicide Squad movie was great. I'd kill every man, woman, and child for peace. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad he's getting another crack at this uh, at this guy. And you get a little bit of his backstory, or at least a, a peek into what his life was like. His dad is a bit of a dick, but it's it's definitely worth a watch. There's there's three episodes out now, as of record, probably four by the time this comes out. But uh, it's it's very much so worth watching. Uh, the style is super quick and super quippy, like you are to expect from a James Gunn vehicle. And it's the music is great. It's everything is stylistically amazing in this show. I, I was really impressed. Is every episode written and directed by James Gunn? I saw the first one was. Uh, I know the first two, but I, I think the first three, all all three of the first ones are. I didn't really t- uh, pay too close attention to the credits. I did not know he was attached, so that I my interest is ev- uh, even further peaked. John Cena is this is one of these guys, and I don't know why, but for some like my my first reaction is I don't like him, but. He's very charming, and he always wins me over. And I don't know why my my initial reaction is always, Ugh. and then I'm like, oh, he's good. I had the same thing because I'm not a WWE guy, and I think I think that's what turns me off is I think, oh, it's just a a dumb wrestler. And then I, every time I see him, he's hilarious. Oh yeah, I, well, him and The Rock. I mean, obviously, they get a lot of their their comedic timing from their wrestling days, and they pretty much played the same character and everything. But it's very like. Reed said they're usually very charming and and always pretty funny. Yeah, I something something works the same and with actors on that scale because I mean at, at heart, I mean all those guys are they're just more physical actors. Right, and Dave Batista, Drax. They're just, you know, st- I mean, there's a ton of them obviously. Yeah, stuntman actor combo kind of guys. That that style where you're having to sell a physical movement in the bottom of an arena to the top of the house, the bleachers, like the the nosebleed seats, and you have to sell like emotion in your physicality. I think that uh, translates really well. Right, and they, all these characters have these running storylines, etc. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot of character acting. I I think maybe something that makes them successful as well is they need to establish their character in the first five minutes of, uh, you know, their scene as a wrestler. When they walk out, maybe they get a, a 30 seconds on mic, and then you have to, you know, interpolate this this whole uh, attitude and character of each individual wrestler. So, I don't know. It works really well. I, I think The Rock was, r- like, a really interesting actor and personality. I think now he's gotten a little too high on his own supply <laughs> and kind of has lost what made him interesting as an actor because he has to just be this super polished image. But I, I like that about John Cena. I mean, uh, he's in that movie. I don't love the premise of the movie. It's like him and a bunch of other parents are trying to stop their kids from having sex. It's like prom night. Is that what it's called? Uh, something about it's like sex party. I think it's even more on the nose. I don't know anything about this. Blockers. It's called blockers. Blockers. See, yeah, there you go. They're they're supposed to cock block their kids. That's the the idea of of the movie. <laughs> it's not a great movie, but it, he's great in it. No, I don't know if I'd suggest it, but he's he's good. He's very good. Who's that movie for? 
It's just like a raunchy teen movie. It's that like. No, okay. And Sisters, he was in that also, and he was great in the few scenes he was in. That Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. Oh, yeah. It's like, my safe word is, don't stop, or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I I lost my mind. (laughs) That seems confusing. I actually picked up just the other day on maybe Twitch, maybe it's like the Twitch thing or Amazon Prime Gaming. Yeah, I just got the Jedi Fallen Order, and I've been having a great time with that. I played for a while on normal, and then I thought, you know what? Life's too short, and I just cranked that baby all the way down to easy. And I, Story mode, um, baby. Yeah, I'm playing for story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I do that on every like difficult RPG like that. Um, the only games I play on like normal or hard or like, like dead cells type games is like uh roguelikes because the better you get at the game, the better your character is. So it's better to play it on hard. I used to think whenever it was starting to come into fashion, how silly it was for kids to watch other people play video games. Now, whenever I put a new video game on, I immediately put it to the easiest setting possible and basically would rather have them play the game for me, so I really get it now. Psychonauts 2, you can turn <laughs> it on invincible mode, and there's no way you die. You just make it through the story. I like that. I've been I've been a cheater at, at video games my whole life. Yeah, I I just I just do not have I do not have time um to play the same part over again. I if I put twenty minutes in and then have to do it again, it's like, well, sorry game, that's <laughs> it. I'm just gonna I'm just uninstall. <laughs> I remember spending hours keying in game genie codes on Super Nintendo and on like uh what was it for PlayStation Game Shark? Game Shark, yeah, the little like shark looking memory card. I used to spend probably more time than I spent playing the games trying to find the coolest codes. Yeah, the best combinations. Well, that's just modding, isn't it? Yeah. Basically is, yeah. I've spent more time modding Skyrim than I ever had playing it that's me with minecraft also i i put like i don't want to chop the bottom of a tree and then have to climb up and chop the top of a tree if i hit that bottom of the tree the whole thing's coming down dave did a lot of modding on grand theft auto 3 too i think uh that was it the hot coffee mod but i i do remember that he was he was i don't know what you're one of those grand theft autos has like a there's like a prostitute mod or something it's like No, it's a dating sim mod, and when you when you when you did when you did well enough, you went in for hot coffee. Mm-hmm. And in the normal game, it just like shows them walking in the house, fade to black. In an early version of the game, there was a God of War style <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. um, <laughs> mini game, a flash <laughs> game. <laughs> God, yeah, but it wasn't even in there. You had to like hack the the fucking matrix to get in there, <laughs> and everybody lost their mind and. You know, politicians wanted to ban all That's video hilarious. games ever because. What was the that game that politicians went nuts over? That like Sega CD game, like tr- um, Alone in the Dark or something? Night Night Thief or Night something. It was an FMV game, Night Terrors. It's like a bunch of bunch of coeds, yeah, and they're like vampire people. Night Trap, Night Trap, and Mortal Kombat. I remember seeing them talking about that on the news. He's like. 70 year old dudes talking about mortal Kombat on the news and i was like what is what is even going on right now i thought this is the dumbest possible timeline and then i was 
wrong. Well, well, you were correct. This is still yeah, the still dumbest timeline. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> we're still there. Now, now those same senators just accidentally uh, upload. Um, you know, they share their screen on the con congressional floor, and they've got Pornhub up in the background. But that's fine. It's fine. It's totally normal. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I thought it was bad when people were playing like free cell on there. And then when they had Pornhub in the background, that's like a real thing that's happened. That's insane to me. Oh, fuck that. I'll talk. You want to talk about gaming? You want to talk about fucking gaming? Let me tell you about the TI-83 Drug Wars, baby. Yes. <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> it was basically Lemonade Stand with cocaine. <laughs> Well, that's the lemonade stand is just uh drug wars without cocaine. Okay, you're you're probably right. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> the pinnacle of gaming, mobile gaming certainly. Yeah, it's, it was the beginning of mobile gaming anyway. Uh, what a, what a crazy time that it was when that was like so salacious to get that on there. Speaking of uh rip BlackBerry devices will no longer be supported. Blackberry's dead again. They're done. See ya. My trusty Palm Pilot. I can no longer update. Pour one out for Reed's Palm Pilot. <laughs> for the Palm Pilot. I never had a Blackberry. Neither did I. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Um, check us out next time. We will be getting into the next uh-huh. movie on our list. This one is technically we've got we're it's it's one of ours. It's a Dennis the Menace. It is a comic movie. So we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna do all of them. It's uh, 1993's Dennis the Menace. So just why don't you just listen to the episode and then we'll let you know if you should you should check that one out. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to rate, follow, subscribe. Email us uh, your thought. What is the comic that we should do after Killer Be Killed? Hit us up. And also, after you've read the comic, hit us up with your one-sentence review. And uh, so we can read some of those on the air for uh, when we do our book club. Uh, and when you do, send those over to our Twitter, at Pod, where you can reach Dave. Yes. And you can also hit me up at the face of Dave. So... If you do give us that one sentence review, I'll make sure to retweet it on both uh, accounts, uh, so so that way we can get the, share the love for everybody. Maybe we'll get you some followers or not. Who knows? But it's uh, something I'm excited to do. Hashtag review the brew, Baker. Synergy. Uh, you can reach out to Sam and I as well. Uh, you know, shock our Twitter accounts and send send us send us a, uh, a tweet. Is that how you do it? Uh, but he's at pgh underscore svh. I am at pgh underscore read. So next time, Dennis the Menace. And until we meet again, we'd like to leave you with this thought to ponder that we certainly planned out ahead of time. Why would they give that cookie to Rocco? <sighs> No, 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 wait, wait, Elmo. What? Rocco says that he wants the oatmeal raisin cookie. Rocco! <laughs> <laughs>